Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. In this podcast, which is the first installment of our This Is Our Tradition series, we feature 40 verses that convey the core elements in our spiritual attitude toward the Qur'an. As the Qur'an is the wellspring of all sacred knowledge, these verses are scholarly selections representing the necessary adab before ilm. They will be presented in a meaningful sequence, as is the pattern of the great scholars of the past. However, as the last ten nights of Ramadan are upon us, we shall give precedence to another well-known adab, al-Sufi ibn Waqtihi. The Sufi is the son of his moment. This means that a true spiritual aspirant aligns his time and priorities in accordance to the divine imperative of the moment. So, despite the following verse selection being out of order in the 40-verse scheme, perhaps it is still the perfect beginning. Allah Most High says in Surah Al-A'raf, verse 55, أُدْعُوا رَبَّكُمْ تَدَرُّعًا وَخُفْيَةً إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُعْتَدِينَ Call upon your Lord humbly and in secret. He does not like those who transgress his bounds. On the topic of supplication, Imam al-Tirmidhi, Allah's mercy be upon him, reports with a weak chain the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, may Allah be well pleased with him, that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Addu'a'u mukhul ibadah. Supplication is the mind of worship. In other words, dua is not a mere request, but a way of thinking, a spiritual intelligence, namely, tawheed, complete, unadulterated, singular devotion to the one God. It is the Sufi masters who teach us proper spiritual thinking and the means to experiential knowledge. In this way, dua becomes much more than an isolated act, but an entire adab in itself. So focused on the object of acquisition, we are often blinded from the single most precious one who is to be sought. We are all, indeed, needy creatures, and thus asking isn't something we can do without. Still, true spiritual intelligence leads us to an elevated priority of needs and divinely refined requests. The entirety of the universe is contingently existent, drawing upon the divine will and power for sustenance, in complete and utter need, yet simultaneously having no right to it whatsoever. The reality of the relationship between God and his creation is that of absolute mercy, generosity, and favor, for there is nothing that compels God to do anything. Only the haughty make themselves the axis of the temporal world and their needs its orbit. So, there is no greater adab with which to approach dua, or anything for that matter, than the truth. This is the secret to the true recitation, for Allah Most High says, With truth, we have sent it, the Qur'an, down, and with truth it descended, and we did not send you but as a bearer of good tidings and as a warner. Surah Al-Isra, verse 105. Imam Al-Tabari, Allah's mercy be upon him, comments, أَنزَلْنَاهُ نَأْمَرُ فِيهِ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِنصَافِ وَالْأَخْلَاقِ الْجَمِيلَةِ 
والأمور المستحسنة الحميدة وننهى فيه عن الظلم والأمور القبيحة والأخلاق الردية والأفعال الذميمة. We have sent it down, commanding in it to justice, fairness, beautiful character, and all praiseworthy traits, prohibiting in it oppression, all ugly matters, lowly traits, and blameworthy deeds. End quote. If we wish for the divine speech to descend upon our hearts, it can only be so, in truth. So simple to understand, yet so difficult to achieve, the seed of all adab is to acknowledge the truth. Adab is everywhere, in the revelation, in our recitation, in our supplication, in what is between us of relations. In all things, there is a truth that leads to beauty. So, what is the truth of supplication? The truth is, we aren't entitled to anything, whether we ask or not. Consider the following words of Ibn Ata'illah, may Allah's mercy be upon him, in his work, التنوير في إسقاط التدبير وقد يكون الإجمال في الطلب أن يطلبوا وهم لعدم الاستحقاق شاهدون فأولئك حري بهم أن يستوجبوا منة رب العالمين Presenting one's request to God in a noble manner is to do so while fully beholding one's lack of entitlement. Such are deserving of having the favor of the Lord of the worlds commanded for them. End quote. Abu al-Hassan al-Shadili, may Allah's mercy be upon him, said, مَا طَلَبْتُ شَيْئًا إِلَّا وَقَدَّمْتُ إِسَاءَةِ أَمَامِي انتهى يريد رحمه الله حتى لا يطلب من الله بوصف يستحق العطاء بل لا يكون طلبه وجود فضله إلا بفضله I have never requested anything from my Lord without first placing my wrongdoings in front of me. By that, he intended to avoid asking God in such a way that implies entitlement. Rather, the aspirant's seeking of his Lord's favor cannot be except through his favor. End quote. Abu al-Hasan also said, إِذَا أَرَدْتَ الدُّعَاءَ فَقَدِّمْ إِسَاءَتَكَ بَيْنَ يَدَيْكَ وَقُلْ يَا رَبِّ بِلَا شَيْءٍ تَجِدِ الْإِجَابَةَ طَوَعَ يَدَيْكَ أي ضع عدم الاستحقاق بين عينيك. If you wish to supplicate, put your wrongdoings before you and say, O oh Lord, I have come to you with nothing. Then you will find the answer before you. End quote. Meaning, put your lack of entitlement before your eyes. As for the meaning of transgression in the verse from Surah Al-A'raf, our Shaykh related to us, الْإِعْتِدَاءُ فِي الدُّعَاءِ يَكُونُ بِرَفْعِ الصَّوْتِ أَوْ طَلَبِ الْمُحَالِ أَوْ الْإِثْمِ أَوْ الدُّعَاءِ عَلَى مُسْلِمٍ أو الاستحقاق فيه أو عدم الدعاء أصلا. Meaning, transgression in dua is through immoderately raising one's voice or asking for that which is impossible or what entails sin or a curse upon a believer or a feeling of entitlement while doing so or abandoning supplication altogether. End quote. So, adab isn't just before ilm. It's before reading Quran. It's before dua. It's before everything. That object, that created thing, which we so ardently desire, have we put forth its adab first? That which doesn't begin with adab will not end with adab. So, let us begin our supplications in truth, that we may be granted an entrance and exit of truth. 
وقل رب أدخلني مدخل صدق وأخرجني مخرج صدق واجعل لي من لدنك سلطانا نصيرا Is there a greater generosity than from one who loves to be asked, who loves to give, who gives despite wrongdoing, and all the while we can offer him nothing in return? Such is our Lord, the most generous. In some ways, all the Qur'an is a form of supplication. We might reflect on its opening chapter, Al-Fatiha, which entails an all-encompassing prayer. O oh Allah, guide us to the straight path. Is not the Qur'an that very guidance? As if Allah is saying to us, I've already answered your first prayer by sending you my book and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, as I have been true to you, to me, be true. As we recite the Qur'an with our tongues, let the Fatiha be the secret prayer of our hearts, that it may be a true recitation. Ud'u rabbakum tadarru'an wa khufyah إنه لا يحب المعتدين. Call upon your Lord humbly and in secret. He does not like those who transgress his bounds. In conclusion, Sahal At-Tusturi said, as related by Imam Al-Sulami in Tabaqat Al-Sufiya, فالأعمال بالتوفيق والتوفيق من الله ومفتاحها التدرع والدعاء. Deeds are in fact an enabling grace. That grace is from God alone and its key is secret, humble devotion and supplication. So, as the last ten nights of Ramadan are in full swing, let us draw upon the guidance of the Sufi masters in turning to our Lord. It is their guidance that sees us through. The first adab is truth. This is our tradition. May our and your Eid be Mubarak.